Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have another great show for you. The New York Yankees season came to a crushing end for their fans last Friday when the Tampa Bay Rays eliminated them in Game 5 of the American League Division Series. Making the postseason may be good for most teams, but for the Yankees, the only way they determine if their season is successful is if they win the World Series, something they have not done since 2009. On Wednesday, I spoke with Christy Ackert, who covers the Yankees for the New York Daily News, and it was a frequent guest on the podcast. We had a two-segment discussion about the Yankees. Here is segment one with Christy Ackert. Well, Christy, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, the Yankees season is over uh, a little earlier than expected. Uh, how surprised are you that this team didn't even get out of the uh, division series? I guess if you looked at it in the spring, I would have been surprised. But if you saw the season, how it played out, and knowing that they're playing the Rays, I'm not really that surprised. The Rays were a better team, um, more complete, and I think they were the team that deserved to go on. And it seems like a healthier team, too, than what the Yankees were most of the season. Uh, I don't know about that. No. They had 12 pitchers go on the I.L. That's true, yeah, okay. But, you know, the bats, the bats, you know, say with Stanton and Judge getting hurt again, it seemed like that sort of affected the uh, Yankees a little bit. Certainly that's going to affect the Yankees, but uh, I almost feel like you have to build that into your team now. I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. And, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, something that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone have to expect going forward. Well, as we taped this on Wednesday, uh, you know, Boone and uh, general manager Brian Cashman had a Zoom call today. What, what did you take out of that Zoom call? Um, I mean, they acknowledged a lot of the frustration and disappointment with the the fans um it's just you know i don't there's not going to be i i don't i didn't get the feeling there was going to be a lot of change in how they approach 2021 um no major changes that we heard of um which makes you wonder i mean it's been four years at least of frustration of getting close and not getting there so um, I'm not sure what they think is going to change, but um, they they seemed, you know, they were emphasizing today how close they were. But it seems like they weren't, I mean, they were close because they didn't get to the championship series. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. I honestly think whoever won that division series is going to win the World Series. So um, I can understand why they feel that way. But at the same time, you know, Going at it the same way that you have the past few years doesn't seem like you're really acknowledging that you need to get over this hump, you know? Yeah. Well, talk about, you know, obviously with what uh, Hal Steinberg said on Tuesday, but let's look at that Tampa series. They, they, they won the first game and it seemed to have the momentum, and then they went with the opener, and it seemed like it didn't work out the way it wanted to. I mean, it, what did you take from that? Did they, did, you know, they defended the move, but it didn't seem like the right move. You had Tampa Bay on the ropes. Uh, you know, I, I think I understand why they did it because I think 
underlying and, and what wasn't probably talked about as much as should be is their starting pitching depth was not very good this year. And I think they were looking ahead on that. I think the execution of it was probably not well, it wasn't very good, obviously. Um, and maybe they picked the wrong people to do it with. I mean, if you were going to use an opener, which they had done successfully in 2019, and they had done it again this year, then use the guys that have done it before. Uh, I know Cashman said today that, you know, Jay Happ has come out of the bullpen in the playoffs. Obviously, he has in the past. Um, he, he, you know, brought up the fact that I think he's only got four postseason starts and 15 playoff appearances, but... He clearly wasn't on board with it. So, and last year he did it and he was not happy with it. Um, so, you clearly had an issue of the execution of it. And, you know, they should have gone with someone like Chad Green, who they had used in that position before. I understand how valuable he is to the bullpen, but if you're going to, if you're going to go into a series like that with a short rotation, that might be the compromise you have to make. Of course, yeah. With this, there was really no off days in the series, so it's it's kind of difficult to, I guess, yeah, have all your starters line up the way it is. And if you're short of starters, that's this is the way you got to do it with uh, with no off days. Yeah, I mean, and and had you know, MLB didn't tell them that until after the trade deadline. So, you know, teams weren't actually built for the way this, these series went. Um, the Rays probably got lucky in that sense because they were built for it um the yankees probably would have pushed a little harder to get another starter had they not mm-hmm. uh, yeah and as it turns out they get to the fifth game and it is a nip and tuck uh, game five and then uh chapman gives up the home run uh to Brousseau and then that's that's your ball game right there just it's yeah, how, how tough was it you know, talking with uh, the team afterwards uh you know the way they lost that series you know, they were obviously disappointed. It's it's very hard this season to know exactly what's going on because we weren't allowed in the clubhouse. Like last year, you know, you could just sense the heaviness in the clubhouse after they lost to Houston. You could hear the quiet. Um, so it was obvious. You know, there was obvious disappointment. Luke Voigt said what's pretty much on everybody's mind. It's been three years that he's been here, and, and they've ended every season in disappointment, and you can't play forever. So the window is closing on the Yankees, and they know it, and they're obviously frustrated by it. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of disappointment. There should be. They came in with World Series expectations, and they fell well short. Yeah, it's been 2009. Uh, that's an eternity, 11 years is an eternity for this for the Yankees organization to not uh, win a World Series, or at least not to, not even get to a World Series. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that they're going to have to face this off season. Yeah, especially this off season. Hal Steinbrenner was on uh, Michael K. Show on uh, Yes on Tuesday and was talking about the, the disappointment. He apologized to the fans. Uh, you talked about the financial that the team is going to take this year because of not having fans in the stands. How do you think that's going to affect um, how they go out to free agents uh, in the offseason? Um, I mean, we don't know yet, honestly. Um, there are some teams that look at this offseason as a chance to, to actually make purchases because – other teams won't be bidding up, you know, free agents. I think first and foremost, they have to come up with a plan to get DJ LeMayu back, and that's not going to be cheap. Um, he's by far been one of the best players in baseball for the last two years. 
they had him on a very economical two-year, $24 million deal. He's going to get at least $20 million a year, So they and they need to resign him. He is the engine for that offense. He makes the lineup work. So, you know, they have to spend money on him. Now, whether that means they don't go out and get other free agents, you know, I could see them pulling back a little bit. They went out and spent big last year, and, you know, they do have some financial considerations. Of course, uh, Tanaka's uh, contract is up. Brett Gardner's contract is up. Uh, what's what's going? Do you think they'll let them walk? Um, I don't see both of them coming back. Um, I do see both of them being willing to work out a more team friendly deal to come back. Um, if I were, I mean, I think with the development of Clint Frazier this year. You know, the possible arrival of Floriel at some point, Gardner probably becomes a little more expendable. Um, Tanaka, I would probably bring back. Uh, I know he had two bad, you know, outings in the postseason, which kind of goes against his reputation um, as a big game pitcher. But I, I still think he's got good stuff. I think there were extenuating circumstances with both of his postseason outings. And... You know, they're going to need starting pitching. Severino's not going to be back until June or July next year. So I think he – and he wants to be a Yankee. So I think that would be a good, you know, person to bring back. Uh, when Steinberg also said they, uh, Boone and uh, Cashman are safe, they'll be back next year. Uh, was that – I guess that really wasn't a shock. Uh, no. I mean, you know, Hal has talked – very much about his working relationship with Cashman being successful in the past. Um, you know, Cashman has a lot of goodwill to draw on. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's work, you know, looking forward, that's probably wasn't a question. Boone, I had to think had an option on his contract for next year. Um, you know, there are some that have been critical of him. I, I think he's, learning as a manager, maybe, you know, going, growing a little bit as a manager. But I, you know, Cashman's always been very supportive of him, so I would have been surprised if he wasn't coming back. And, of course, managers today are, you know, it's more about analytics than, than gut feel. I mean, is Aaron still learning the, the gut feel process of being a manager as opposed to relying on analytics? I think there's some of that. I mean, a lot of today's press conference was, you know, dedicated to explaining that Aaron Boone is not a puppet of the front office, um, that he makes the ultimate decisions, and that it's no different than it was with Joe Torre or um, Joe Girardi. Uh, I think Aaron's probably a little more, um, I don't want to say cooperative with analytics mm -hmm. or, or more open to them than other managers might have been in the past. Um, I, I do think there has to be some learning process in terms of gut instinct when you're making the ultimate decisions. Um, you know, for all the mistakes that he made, you know, maybe along the way, I thought he did a really good job in game four. I mean, he pushed all the right buttons in game four. I mean, it certainly helped that he he got four good innings from Jordan Montgomery, but you know, he made all the right calls on the relievers and, um, you know, he had Zach Britton annoyed with him for taking him out, talked to him and, and got him calmed down. So th those were some pretty good gut instincts. Hal Steinbrenner, I mean, 
he, he seems very quiet. We don't, he's not like his late father, George. Uh, is it fair for him? Is it fair to say he's calm and maybe that helps uh, you know, calm the waters a little bit there in Yankee land? Yeah, I think I also think things have changed considerably since his dad was, you know, running the team. I mean, the game has changed, the business has changed. He's not like his dad. He's not he's not one to really like the spotlight that much. He, you know, does it when he has to. Um I think it probably has made life easier for everybody who works for the Yankees that they don't have to worry about, you know, a mood swing or a temper tantrum. Um you know, so there probably is some of that. Um, I, I don't think he's happy or or less committed than his dad. I mean, I think if the if the Rays go on to win, this is going to be a tough year for him. Remember, or tough winter for him. Remember, he lives in Tampa, mm-hmm. so yeah. um, <laughs> you know this is going to be a reminder almost every day. Um, so I just think it's different, and I think I think. You know, so much about the game and the, and the business has changed. It's hard to compare him to his dad. Yeah. Well, you had your grades for the Yankees in the Daily News the other day. We'll talk a, bit, a little bit about that in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with uh, Ken Schott and all of my guests, uh, New York Daily News reporter Chris Yacker. I'm Dr. Howard Zucker, New York State's Health Commissioner. It's flu season, and it's always a good idea to get the flu shot. But this year, it's more important than ever. A flu shot won't prevent COVID-19, but it will lower your chances of getting seriously sick from the flu. If you do get sick, the shot can lessen your symptoms and help you feel better sooner. The last thing you or the healthcare system needs during this pandemic is a bad flu season. So please, protect yourself and your community. Get a flu shot now. Hey NASCAR fans, it's time to rev up the engines and play the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest. Each week during the 36-week racing season, you pick 10 drivers. If you have the week's best point total, you'll receive a $50 Hannaford gift card. If you have the best point total for the season, you'll win a $250 Hannaford gift card. Be part of the fun. Go to dailygazette.com slash autoracing. Get your motor running and play today. Hi, this is Rob Keith, head coach of the Albany Empire. You are listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associates Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, I'm Daily Gazette Associates Sports Editor Ken Schott, back with uh, New York Daily News Yankees beat writer Christy Ackert. Uh, Christy, you came out with your grades of the team, and uh, you weren't too kind to some people. We, we start with um, uh, Mike Ford and Gary Sanchez. You gave Fs. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can't really say that they had successful seasons, can you? No. I mean, uh, Mike Ford had a breakout season last year, but he struggled this year. Um, if he's not going to give you power from the left-hand side, then I don't really see why you're carrying it. Um, Gary, I feel for Gary because I think every year they ask for something different from him. You know, they want him to change his catching stance, and then they want him to get better at offense, and they want him to, have, you know, change his catching stance. And as much as they say they don't think that carries over, it certainly carried over to this offense this year. Um, he lost his starting job. I mean, you can't say anything else about that. It, it is what it is. He's no longer the starting catcher for the Yankees. His offense, I mean, he, his strikeouts were not only numerous, but just looked bad. So he had a 
a failing season as far as I can see. Is he uh, in trouble, you think? Do you think Yankees might look to move him? I mean, if they could, but is it wise to sell low? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a question about if he's the starting catcher next year. Um, I think he made an arbitration. He went to arbitration for the – not arbitration. He was arbitration eligible last year. He was – scheduled to make five million so he'd probably make seven next year just based on years i mean i guess they're gonna have to weigh whether they want to pay seven million dollars to the guy that ultimately ended up as their backup catcher yeah um you gave uh, grades of d to uh, aaron boone and a d minus to brian cashman uh just you didn't think they did a good job this year no uh i mean i i think boone is known as a player's manager, and I think there are several times where that became an issue this year. Him and Garrett Cole had a little blow-up when he pulled him early. Um, clearly, there was an issue with Jay Happ. Aaron Judge was annoyed with him at this, you know, at a certain point this year. Um, I think he's got to learn the balance between, you know, being a player's manager and making the ultimate decisions. Sometimes. Um, Maybe he did a better job of it than I gave him credit for, and maybe I was being a little harsh, but I don't think he had a great season. And ultimately, I think Brian Cashman had a worse one. Um, you know, for all the talk about changing the, the training program and stuff like that, how many injuries did they still have? Yeah. Um, and then to explain it away as it's a two-year process, well, then you didn't prepare well for this year. Um, I, I still think they're very right-handed heavy, their lineup. Um, obviously their pitching staff wasn't deep enough to their starting rotation. They spent a lot of money on Garrett Cole, but then losing Severino, the, you know, and Paxton. I, Severino was a surprise, but it happened in February. You had time to kind of address that. Paxton, maybe you should have known because it's it's been an ongoing issue with him. So um, I just think, you know, ultimately – if he's the GM, the buck stops with him, and the season was a failure. You talked about the health. And this is one thing. I mean, I'm old school. I go back to the days when you went to spring training. You went to training camp to get in shape. You you rested during the offseason. Of course, back then, people they, they worked jobs because they weren't making the money they're making now. But is there a certain point where you're working out too much and it's just you know, the wear and tear on your body? Just you know, you're breaking down during the season. It just doesn't. Something's got it. Something's got to change. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's certainly not my area of expertise. But um, you know, these guys, they know their own bodies. They should. But at this point, it's, that's how they make their living. They should certainly invest in, in knowing how to keep them at their their peak. Um, you know, I don't know if there were you know, techniques or something that can change that. Certainly, I know Stanton has changed the way he, he is training. We watched him during games this year. Like, if there was a long half inning where he wasn't playing, he would go out and do sprints on the, you know, up and down the, the lines just to keep warm. I mean, I, I don't know how to... I don't really know how to quantify that, honestly, because it, it's not something that we're allowed to see mm -hmm. or, or know that much about. You know, they believe in this new, you know, celebrity trainer, Eric Cressy. First year results haven't been that great. Also, I guess we have to consider that, you know, it was a weird year, but I guess we'll see next year. It hasn't been that impressive. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just frustrated because to me, I, 
Yeah, I watched my, my Eagles and, and you know football, and it's like their guys are getting hurt, and it's just like it's to the point where it's just like, why don't you just let the guys just relax in the off season, give them a couple months off, and just let them their body heal. That's just it's, it's frustrating to see that happen. So that's that's my two cents on that. Uh, you, you mentioned um, DJ LeMay. You gave him an A. Obviously, we talked about how important he's going to be, how he was, and how important the Yankees might need him. Uh, Luke Voigt, I, I had a chance to talk with him uh, earlier this year when he was in town for uh, a benefit. Uh, seems like a nice guy. You get him a B plus. So was he much? Of, uh, was he a surprise the way he produced this year? I don't think he was a surprise. I mean, he always had the ability. I just, you know, I, I guess seeing him be consistently consistent with his power was kind of a surprise. It was it, it was hard to know what to expect from him, quite frankly, because he had the breakout year in in nineteen or 18 and then 19 most of the year he was hurt i mean i know they denied it but he basically had a sports hernia at the end of june and you know that affects your power consider i mean he basically he was left off the alcs roster because he couldn't produce so this year i mean he came in after spring training during the four-month shutdown he i mean he had lost like 20 pounds 15 pounds looked great um it would have been interesting to see what he could have done if he wasn't hobbled by, you know, plantar fasciitis all year. Um, I don't think it's a surprise. I think he's proven he's – I think it, it was – there was a question coming into 19 whether he was a smart hitter. I think he's proven that. And it'll be interesting to see what he does going into a full season next year if he stays healthy. Who was the one player that surprised you the most with what they did? Um, probably Clint Frazier. I mean, you know, his defense was remarkably better than last year. Um, I didn't know that if he would be able to improve it that much. Um, I mean, he went from one of the worst outfielders in baseball to a plus, you know, defensive run saved this year. So that's impressive. Um, Miguel Andujar surprised me and not for the good. I mean, the fact that he struggled... I shouldn't have guessed I shouldn't have been surprised. He's such a good hitter, I was surprised. Um, but that they weren't able to find a spot for him was surprising, I guess. Yeah, he gave an incomplete. The only one he gave an incomplete to, so we don't know. Uh, that's that's probably the telltale sign right there. We just you don't, don't know about him this year. Yeah, so, it's sad. Yeah. Well, what was it like this year, Christy, covering the team the way you had to do it this year? I mean... You did travel some, but I don't think you traveled much. I mean, you can't go on. You weren't allowed to go watch batting practice on the field. It was basically all it was all Zoom uh, calls. Uh, you know, pregame, postgame. How different was it trying to cover this team this year? I did all but two trips, so I did do a fair amount of travel. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do the Tampa series and or the series in Atlanta. Um, it was hard. It wasn't fun. I'm I one thing I enjoy about covering baseball is that you can work the clubhouse you can go and you can talk to people you don't necessarily have to interview them all the time um you can learn um I like to go up to a guy and be like did you throw that was a change up right or you know why did you throw this and just for my own education um which was harder this year because you either had to do it via text or you know 
if, if you wanted to ask the question on Zoom, you had to phrase it in a way that it seemed like it was an interview question. Um, it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I have no idea what the future holds for us in that sense. Um, but I think overall the quality of what was written this year was probably quite a bit less than what we would expect in a normal year. And I, I think that if it doesn't go back to normal, the coverage of baseball is going to suffer. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I'm afraid that these teams or organizations are like, Oh, we don't have, we don't have to have reporters in the locker room. We don't have to, so we can just do it this way from now on. If we get back, when we get back to a new, uh, the normalcy, but that, that sort of concerns me a little bit. Yeah. It concerns me too. So, uh, what do you think the Yankees have to do in this offseason to get better and get to the World Series and win it in 2021? Well, I know their first priority is they have to sign DJ LeMayu. Um, and then, I, I mean, I think the problem is is you could say they need to go out and get J, you know, JT Real Muto and they need to do this, that, and the other thing. The problem is we don't know how hemmed in they are going to be by financial restraints because, you know, they did lose quite a bit of money this year. Um, you know, they are constrained by the Stanton contract. They are, you know, they have a lot of issues that I don't know that they can really just go out and address and then come back and be World Series, you know, bound. I think they're still a pretty good team. I mean, they were a very good team. Honestly, if they hadn't run into the Rays, they probably would be in the ALCS facing the Rays right now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's a tough question. I, I don't always have an answer for it. I'm, I don't get paid like Brian Cashman, so I guess that's fair. <laughs> All right, Chris. Again, appreciate a few minutes uh, talking Yankees baseball with you. Always enjoy having you on the podcast. I know my listeners do as well. Uh, you have a good offseason. Try to relax a little bit. And if we get any breaking news during the offseason, I'll just make sure to reach out to you. Then. Okay? Thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Christy. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. Hey, football fans, the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest is back. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets their name in Thursday's Daily Gazette and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery gift card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. To play, Go to dailygazette.com slash football and create your account or use your past account. Select the teams you think will win. You may enter your picks and score predictions five minutes before the start of each game. For official rules, go to dailygazette.com slash football. For questions concerning the local contest, contact Randy Lewis at rlewis at dailygazette.net. The trip to Hawaii is part of a national contest. The You Pick'em Football Contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department.
What's going on, everybody? My name is Freddie Coleman, host of ESPN Radio's Freddie and Fitzsimmons, and you're listening to the Party Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shy. Back to wrap up the podcast. Check out my Parting Shots blog for my Week 6 NFL picks and TV listings. Go to dailygazette.com slash category slash sports slash parting dash shots. Once again, I am going head-to-head with Daily Gazette news columnist Sarah Foss. Sarah went 11-3 last week to improve to 54-22-1. I was 10-4 to go to 50-26-1. Keep checking out dailygazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. Now that the state is reopened, that does not mean you should relax. Keep wearing the face mask while you're out. Be considerate. Be safe. Remember that Election Day is November 3rd. Be sure to get out and vote. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I'd like to thank New York Daily News Yankees beat writer Christy Ackert for coming on the show. The Parting Shots podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Party Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, be smart, stay safe.